Welcome to another installment of the Wisconsin Vegetable Gardener Environmental Report. I'm Mike Novak, and you can hear me live each Sunday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central Time on Q4 Radio, which streams at www.qenumeral4.org and on the Q4 Radio Facebook page. You can also get my podcasts at mikenovak.net, M-I-K-E-N-O-W-A-K. I might be going out on a limb here, but I'm guessing that you listen to or watch the Wisconsin Vegetable Gardener on a regular basis because you want to learn how to grow vegetables, fruits, and stuff. And because Joey and Holly are smart and they care and they're going to teach you how to do it right. Oh, and by the way, I interviewed them on June 5th on my own show. You can find that interview on the homepage of MikeNovak.net. That's what we in the media biz call a cross plug. But getting back to why you want to grow your own food, well, frankly, one of the reasons is that if you're growing it, you know what's on it, meaning pesticides. Meaning that if you don't know who grew it, you don't know what they did to it, unless you trust the grower. Which brings us to the Environmental Working Group's annual list of the Dirty Dozen, the 12 types of conventionally grown produce that are most likely to be contaminated by pesticides. Now, before you start accusing those crazy organic types with manufacturing numbers to make the produce industry look bad, you should know that the EWG's Shopper's Guide to Pesticides in Produce got its numbers from our very own USDA, which tested nearly 7,000 produce samples in 2014. Of that group, almost 75% tested positive for pesticides, 146 different pesticides, to be precise. I know, you're going to say, but I always wash my produce. Well, that's not going to help in this case. The data used to create the Shopper's Guide are from produce tested as it is typically eaten. This means washed and or peeled. So what that means is that if you don't wash that conventional produce, you're going to be sucking up even more pesticides. So let's get to the list. Here's the dirty dozen with the worst coming last. Let's see if you can guess who wins the prize. Ready? Number 12, cucumbers. Number 11, cherry tomatoes. Then the top 10 are sweet bell peppers, tomatoes, spinach, cherries, grapes, celery, peaches, nectarines, apples, and the number one pesticide-laden crop, strawberries. Did you get it right? I did, because strawberries are always at the top of the list, which is a good reason to grow them in your own backyard. Now, does the EWG want you to stop eating those fruits and vegetables? Au contraire, mes amis. They say that even with pesticide residues, you're better off eating items from that list than most of the garbage Americans consume every day. Keep eating your fruits and vegetables. By the way, for more information on the study, go to ewg.org. The question here is how much residue is actually on those plants and how much does it take to cause physiological damage to humans? Ah, that's where the real debate starts. Some groups claim that all of these products meet EPA standards, but as EWG points out, legal isn't always safe. The U.S. EPA operates on something called tolerances. 
Are those tolerances set for children? Good question. Glad I asked it. By the way, the EWG also announced its Clean 15 list of produce least likely to hold pesticide residues. That list goes like this. Avocados, sweet corn, pineapples, cabbage, frozen sweet peas, onions, asparagus, mangoes, papayas, kiwis, eggplant, honeydew melon, grapefruit, cantaloupe, and cauliflower. Dig in. Relatively few pesticides were detected on these foods, and tests found low concentrations of pesticides on them. And, as you might have noticed, there are several that you're not going to grow in Wisconsin, or Illinois, or Iowa. One more thing. For the fourth year, EWG has included a Dirty Dozen Plus category to highlight two types of food that contain trace levels of highly hazardous pesticides. As they write, quote, Leafy greens, kale and collard greens, and hot peppers do not meet traditional Dirty Dozen ranking criteria, but were frequently found to be contaminated with insecticides toxic to the human nervous system. EWG recommends that people who eat a lot of these foods buy organic instead. End quote. It's a good thing that kale is easy to grow. And as I've learned from experience, nobody but nobody ever steals kale. Which takes us back to my original statement today. There's a reason that you listen to this podcast. Growing your own food is important in so many ways. Pesticide use is just one of them. You can control that if you grow your own. And one of the best ways to do that is to keep listening to the Wisconsin Vegetable Gardener. That's the State of the Environment today. I hope you catch the Mike Novak Show on Q4 Radio, q4.org, which you can always link to at my website, mikenovak.net. Go green or go home.